the Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! What is up, fellas? Notebook wagering here live from the Salisbury Center in Manassas, Virginia. Smitty sitting alongside of me in studio. I've got Maddie Nails and J Cam holding it down in, in Pittsburgh. Boys, it's 65 and lovely down here in Virginia. What's the weather like in Pittsburgh? Actually, not too shabby for a little February action. I think we hit 52 today, maybe. Potentially uh, some cough, cough, bag work golf Friday. Uh, I think we might get <laughs> get up near 60, but hopefully nobody from work listening to this. So uh, I love it. Listen, you're working remote. It happens. I'm going to say, because there might be some screen. people that I work with that are listening to me. So um, I'm feeling great, and uh, I should be at work for the next couple of days. All right, boys, we got an action pack. We've got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. We're excited. So we kind of did Super Bowl intro last week kind of dabbled into it tough without me you know any line movement uh really no props out but props are starting to fly open on all your sports books the line still hasn't changed uh we can talk about that but uh why don't we start this in the best fashion we know how we always love bringing guests on we've got an incredible guest for you guys today Specifically to talk Super Bowl, I think he's the uh, the guy with the answers would you agree Smitty? Oh absolutely this guy knows it all all right we have uh, MGM Beau Ravage out of Biloxi, Mississippi, sportsbook director and co-host of One More Podcast. We've got Jick Jack, Carl, Jick Jack Johnson. What's going on, Carl? Hey, what's up, guys? Look at you, man. I mean, look, I got to say, man, I, I, I'm i so proud of you guys, man. I mean, you, you, you guys got your own set now. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, you know, you guys have such a love. I, I wish... You know, and I guess it's because I'm around it all day long, but I wish I had that love of getting into these games and then just doing what you guys do. I'm I'm proud of you guys. You guys are doing a great job. Just keep it going. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. It's it's it, big time to have you on. I think there's a big game on Sunday, Carl. Big game? Yeah. All right, man. Let's dive into it. Uh what what do you think's gonna happen? Give where the money is right now. What's your overall opinion on it? Yeah, so I mean, look, uh, you know, we, you know, we opened this thing, uh, you know, in a, a, a brief couple of minutes, uh, we opened as Kansas City favorites here. Uh, you know, it immediately got gobbled up. You know, they started hitting uh, uh, the Eagles, and they haven't stopped. Uh, you know, we we flipped this thing all the way to one and a half from one and a half, uh, and it's just been absolutely constant uh, Eagles from the get go. Um, you know, this is a good game for us. This is a good matchup for the from the books perspective. Uh, you know, when it's over with, we're gonna. Uh, I was talking about this today. I mean, game wise, I have a feeling that once I, I think Kansas City money will come late, and I think what will happen is game wise, once we get into the game, 
we won't really worry about the outcome of the game itself uh, right. just because of the futures. You know, when this thing's over with, there's going to be 31 football teams' futures that go down the drain <laughs> and into the books' coffins, you know? Absolutely. Uh, they're only going to pay out one winner, and that's <laughs> that's kind of where – we're, we're going to be in a situation with this Super Bowl that, uh, you know, I think we're going to be all right. Uh, and hopefully the, the people out there betting it can win a little money. Carl, just to – and the other guys can get in on this, but when you're saying you, you, you had some line movement, is that just line movement by volume, you know, small amounts just over time, or are you having kind of shark money come in? You know, you know we've, we've had – right now it's it's a little, little sharp money. I mean, they really haven't – pounded this game except for early on when they flipped it. Uh, but, right. uh, you know, basically right now it's just uh, public money, yep. uh, some sharp money, and they're all on uh, the Eagles right now. It's You know, I think when I left the book today, I think we were somewhere in the range of like uh, 70% money uh, with an 85% ticket count on wow. the Eagles. Wow. That is jaded. I will say that. Now, when do you expect, you know, kind of the sharp money to really come in? Do you think it's going to come in like Saturday night, Sunday morning, or, or, you know, an hour before kickoff? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think we're going to get some late Kansas City money is I think those guys are sitting back on this thing. They know that the public is so heavily uh, ticket count money-wise. They know that they're just pounding the Eagles. Right. Uh, So I I think we're going to – before kick here, we'll see a – a real good volume of Kansas City money coming in on this thing, uh, you know, and I, I think that's the way it's going to be. I, I uh, and that's the good thing about this matchup for us, you know. Now, if you was talking about a seven, eight point spread, uh, you know, it might not be uh, like this game. It might not be bet the same way, but I think we're going to get some some pretty good action both ways here. Um, today I took uh, I took a fifty thousand dollar bet on both sides, so that's kind of what we're looking for. And that's I think once we get into and I and I also noticed that this afternoon it started ramping up. You know, you could kind of feel it. Uh, people will be coming in starting tomorrow night at our hotel. You know, we're 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 going to be booked solid. Right. Uh, so that's when we'll really see uh, this money come in. Well, I'm no sharp, but you'll get my $100 to Kansas City. It is coming. <laughs> Jason, Matt, you okay, got anything? On the Super Bowl weekend, like, how much do props account for uh, the take that you'll have on a Super Bowl game? Is it, is it, does it actually like make a dent in the like the pie of all the best that you have? Or I mean, obviously, we've seen all the online props that came in pretty early, but on a book like yourself, like how much money or not, what percentage will you take in on prop action? Yeah, I mean, look. Props over the last couple of years have gotten extremely popular. Got a new, lot of new betters coming into these markets now that you know, they just opened up in their state. They're getting involved in it. Um, look, that we're going to make our money off this Super Bowl. All these books are going to make their money off these Super Bowls uh, with futures wagers and props. And, I'm, and that's what I meant earlier. I mean, it's it's pro- we're probably going to be in a situation with the game where we don't really have a, a decision. I mean, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to probably be pretty close to being even and we'll make our money on these props. Uh, I would imagine these props will account for, I don't know, uh, 50, 60% of the total pool. I mean, it's, it's high. It's, you know, we, I mean, we got people betting these props and that, that are not betting the game itself. So, uh, you know, and I, I look, I don't know how these other States that are just coming online. Uh, I don't know how that's, 
going, you know, but just from the public, they love these player props. Carl, do you think single game parlays have helped with that a little bit because people kind of built those over the season, so they're kind of more familiar with the props than maybe they would have been in uh, prior years? Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, look, that's one thing about uh, you know just about every book in the in the country is going to hold about eighty five percent of parlay wagers. I mean, that's why they take them. That's why they make them available. You're gonna you're gonna have guys that'll that you know get lucky. Uh, uh, what well, we had a guy. Uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago in the uh, championship games. What he do? He had a uh, turn like fifteen bucks into seventy something thousand by by playing the four touchdown. I think three tight ends and a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So you you've got that, and that's good for us. Uh, but in the reality of the thing, we're going to hold about eighty five percent of every dollar that we take in on on parlays. Oh, wow. Carl, with these props. Uh, I mean, there's so many crazy ones out there. And uh, I heard a rumor today about these the Gatorade, the Gatorade bath. And supposedly, <laughs> now this is just a rumor. I'm going to use air quotes. Supposedly Gatorade actually picks the color that is going to go in the cooler that gets dumped, therefore skewing like all these trends. How the heck do you guys handicap something like that? Yeah, you, look, you really don't. And, I, and, and so I'll tell you, uh, in, in the state of Mississippi, uh, we're not taking that wager. It's not an approved wager. Uh, so it's 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 real weird how uh, you know the the gambling markets are. There's uh, in other words, th- this is what I have to do as a as a director or manager of a sports book. When this game ends, I'm going to request my wagers for next year. You know, and all the little specific things. You know, MVP. You know, we have to. Now, the game itself, it's an automatic renewal, but for the prop bets and stuff like that, you got to request wagers from your state uh, gaming uh, to, to get approved. And some of the states don't have all the props. But, look, the answer to your question is I don't know how you handicap the, the Gatorade deal. <laughs> you taste uh, test. The only thing that I know <laughs> is that there's a lot of states that won't approve that because someone knows what the color is. You know, and we, you know, if look, if I had a friend and he worked for, uh, I don't know, the, the Philadelphia Eagles and he could tell me what color Gatorade it was, I'm going bet it. You, <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so they, 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 markets try to avoid stuff like that. Gotcha. Hey, Carl, one thing you did all year, you did your opening lines or your, what you thought the spread should be. I did not see it or maybe I missed it. Maybe you had it on Twitter. What was your opening line for the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's, my, my line came out Kansas City, too. Uh, Kansas City was a two-point favorite with my power ratings. Um, you know, and I, 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 I think the books, I think the bookmakers tried to say early on, hey, this is who we like, and it lasted about five seconds, you know, uh, in a matter of minutes, that thing had flipped. You know, we just got such a heavy rush early on, but uh, yeah, I got Kansas City as a two-point favorite. Carl, when you when you start having those the sharp monies or maybe somebody famous like a Mattress Mac come in or somebody else with notoriety in the gambling industry, do you kind of know when they're coming in? Like, is it, hey, this is going to be a heads up. Well, I'm, I plan on coming in this, you know, 24 hours, kind of be on a lookout. Or do they just kind of come in uh, unscripted and, and you just happen to be there or not? Or you get the call, hey, yeah. you need to come in. You know, I got got a big wig here. How fast can you be here? 
Yeah, you know, so I, I've dealt with Mattress Mac a lot. I, I deal with him, you know, once or twice just about every year. Uh, so we know each other. Uh, he calls. Okay. Uh, he, we, we, you know, we set this up. What he does is he wants to get down a certain amount generally, like, for instance, uh, his Astros bet every year. Choo. So what he does is he contacts us. He says, hey, I want to come in. Uh, I want to put, uh, uh, you know, a million dollars on the Astros. What will you give me that? And then normally we'll counter and we'll say, look, we'll give you 500,000 at, at eight to one and we'll give you the other 500,000 at six to one. So okay. it's, it's pre, it's usually prearranged with him. And, and I would imagine he does that just about everywhere he goes. Sure. Uh, he wires, he wires money into the cage. And then, uh, what he'll do is he'll show up at the cage in advance and he'll bring us chips. He'll bring us a stack of, you know, $25,000 chips, you know, it's, sure. it, it's really, uh, it, you know, and, and it, the thing about the thing that I like about Jim is that, uh, if you want to talk to him, he'll stop and talk to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now is, is he planning on making a pretty large wager? I know the last wager I want to say, uh, through you directly was, uh, university of Houston to win the, uh, yeah. NCAA tournament. Have you had any conversation yeah. with him coming in for this? Yeah, no, he told me that he wa- he wouldn't be here for the Super Bowl, uh, but uh, he is coming back for for March Madness. He'll he'll come back for a round two on March Madness, and then he'll he'll come in and make his baseball bet. Love it. Is that on the Pirates this year? Just throwing that out? No. Okay. <laughs> Team total over. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Mac, there's other winners on the card. Just listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you probably wouldn't talk to Matty though, because obviously the Philly connection there he's not a real big Phillies fan at this point <laughs> hey Carl I'm gonna switch gears here uh so for everybody listening Carl is a big foodie guy and people love his food posts on Twitter so I want to know what three Super Bowl snacks slash eats are must-haves for you yeah so so look you know we it, it's amazing uh you know I mean look I I've talked to you guys probably more so than I do any other people that have podcasts, you know, Smitty, I talk to Smitty all the time. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, and even my wife, Lisa, she don't quite understand it. I literally get, you, you would think of all the questions that's asked of me, you know, and I get asked a bunch of different questions, but food is number one. I get 25 to, to, I don't know, sometimes 50 messages in a week. Just talking, they want to talk about food. They want to know what I'm cooking. Please post something. <laughs> uh, you know, and I look, I'm the type of guy that for a Super Bowl, I don't believe that you should have a, a cooked meal. You Super Bowl is made for finger food. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to have little drumsticks, you know, you got to have the little baby sausages or whatever you want to call them, uh, the nachos. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I really like a good chicken. Uh, uh, nachos with uh, chicken, jalapenos, that type of stuff for Super Bowl. That's why I threw it out there because, I mean, you're right. You really don't need a cooked menu. You need snacks, finger foods, yep. stuff you can just keep eating, picking at all all game. Absolutely. Well, Cara, I doubt you'll make the trip, but we're we're having a little soiree at the house. We'll have some wings and, and whatnot, so you're invited. <laughs> it's always open. The door's always open. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And, you know, look, you guys know, or you guys should know, that any time you guys want to come down to the Beau Rivage, you know, I'll get you, I'll get you set up. 
Uh, we're going to have a nice Super Bowl party there. We've got we've got three venues. We're going to have a, a uh, we're filled we're filled in the sports book itself, uh, and then we're going to have a Super Bowl party for, for I guess what they call upper echelon VIP, whatever you want to call them. So people like us party in the in the yeah in the <laughs> in the ballroom for them with a buffet buffet style, and then we're going to have uh, also we're going to use our, our our nice theater. And we're going to let the public overflow go into the theater, so it's going to be a nice weekend. So don't tempt us. So does the teaser can get the sweet if I come down? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. But, but look, I mean, you you know, if if you do ever decide to come down, you have to bring the crown. No, oh, I'll bring everything. That's bring, a, he's I'll wearing it. On I'll the wear plane. it. On, I'll wear it on the plane. I'll put yeah. the robe on, and yeah, yeah I'll have it all. Sir, that's not a carry on. That's my daily hat. <laughs> Carl, do you do you uh, outside of what the sports book, you know, the capping? Where do you think this game is going to go in terms of? Uh, so we're looking at over and under started at forty nine and a half via scores and odds. Over under is currently at fifty and a half. Uh, so little rise there, and then obviously it's kind of stayed minus one and a half, minus two for the Eagles. Where do you like if you were to put your money onto it? Where would you lean? Yeah, so uh, so I went over some props today. Yeah, or props. You notice if... in these, yeah, yeah. If you, so so this is what I think about the game. For for one thing, when I'm trying to decide on what I'm going to bet, I try to I I literally try to see how the game is being played. I try to in my mind just see how it's played. You know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I visualize, I guess that's my golf background, you know, but I, I visualize the game being played and I'm, I visualize myself watching it. Uh, so I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's a three point game, uh, which brings into play. Uh, the game goes to overtime. I like uh, it's at eight to one uh, on the yes. So I think that if you're thinking, Look, if you're thinking that it's going to be a, a, a three-point game, a one-score game, you have to play at eight to one. You got to put a little piece of money on the overtime. Uh, so I like that. Uh, also, the largest lead of the game, uh, fourteen and a half. I like the under there. Uh, so, and that's what I try to do. Uh, like I said, I try to visualize how the game's being played, and then I go into my props and start looking at stuff and going, well. I think different than that. I don't think there's going to be a 14-and-a-half-point difference in this game at any time. So I like the under there. So that's just kind of how I like to play it out. Uh, shortest touchdown, for an example, you know, they got – you know, it's always over or under one-and-a-half yards. I think we'll see a, a probably a, a, a pass interference penalty in the end zone. I think they'll spot it at the one, and I think it'll be scored from there. So I like under one-and-a-half. Uh, just little stuff like that, you know, that I try to think about what's going to happen. I look, I like Kelsey. And I think, you know, someone asked me a question, I guess it was yesterday on Twitter. A uh, guy asked me, he said, hey, uh, you know, what's your favorite prop? And so I, I really envision Kelsey having a real big game in this in this Super Bowl. Uh, you know, and, and for whatever reason, I don't know, I don't know why it's in my mind because it's only happened like four times in all the previous Super Bowls where a, where a non-quarterback has thrown a touchdown pass. But I like Kelsey. Look for him individually. You can't find it nowhere. I can only find non-quarterback throwing a touchdown pass. But 
I like Kelsey to throw a touchdown pass in this game. That's interesting. Hey, Carl, I'll, I'll, I want to piggyback that real quick. So one of the props I actually hit is over two and a half passes or over two and a half players to throw a pass. Not even complete it, just throw a pass. I yeah. like that, Matty. Yeah, I think that fits perfect because both your quarterbacks are going to throw a pass, and I think a running back or a tight end or a wide receiver will throw a – will throw a pass. I think the old, I like that bet. Well, also the other reason I, I, I actually bet that already is because we both know Mahomes has got a gimpy wheel. We don't know to what extent. And Hurts still has a ding shoulder. So the chance of these guys getting roughed up a little bit with these two good defenses is pretty actually high. So if they have to go out for a series and you're telling me Chad Henney or Minshew's not going to come in and fling at least one ball around, they're not going to hand it off probably three straight times. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, to answer Q's initial question, me personally, I like the under in this game. Uh, you got, you know, two pretty – generally when two pretty good offensive teams go against each other, they're so conservative with each other that it generally the game will fall under. Now, how do you feel with that being said? Well, two of them, I'll touch base. So the passing stuff that you and Matt are talking about. So my favorite is Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception. So he's been obviously yeah. in two Super Bowls. He's thrown two picks in each Super Bowl. Uh, now, now yeah. not all of them have been his fault. Obviously, a deflected pass is on paper it's his fault, and it happens. But uh, that's that's one of my favorites. And then the um, with the under, both teams to score twenty. I, I kind of see a twenty four twenty game, kind of or twenty four twenty one. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Or do you think somebody yeah, is kind of stuck at seventeen? Yeah, I, look, I think you're spot on right there. Uh, uh, I, I think both quarterbacks. I think I think the only way you I, I don't think you can make the bet of the quarterbacks not throwing an interception. I think if you're going to make a bet like that, it's always got to be the, uh, that they're going to throw an interception because I I think the chances are, are really good that they are. Yeah, you know. So uh, uh, the Eagles have such a good pass rush. You know they're going to you know and they they, they they're they're a solid defense. I mean you're talking about. Tip balls, you know. I don't think Mahomes is going to throw it to another player, you know, right in the gut. But I think there's a lot of things that can happen, you know. Uh, so I, I love your bets. I think uh, I think you're spot on with what you think, Carl. I just want to piggyback off what you said with the under there. You know, I looked at some numbers here. The last six games for the Eagles, they're five and one on the under, and the Chiefs last five, they're four and one on the under. So I'm right with you. You know, I have a teaser playing this. You know the teaser pain's coming. (laughs) It's coming. And the one thing, man, jack it up and take the under. I'm right on board with you. Yeah. I think, you know, we. I'm just thinking about what happened today. So we wrote – we had a guy that came in, and he was trying to play exact scores, uh, and he parlayed. He was able to parlay that with us. Uh, He put $100 on 31-27 Eagles. A uh, hundred bucks is going to get him back forty five thousand. Uh, yeah, I mean, so if you're thinking, so that's another thing too. So if you're like you guys are thinking under, so if you're thinking under, you're thinking three or four points. You know the difference in this game. Then you got to start thinking of you know twenty four twenty one, like you said, you know twenty seventeen stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then he played another one. I think he played. Uh, I think he played twenty-one seventeen, and a hundred bucks there was going to get him back like thirty-one thousand. So there's there is there are things in that 
uh, in this Super Bowl that you can do that's actually solid bets, uh, just depending on how you're thinking about the game. Carl, I bet that guy's on block poles with one and seven too. <laughs> yeah, he might, he might be. Uh, but uh, you know, I was, uh, I was in, when he when he came to the window. You know, he was asking me uh, in the way that our our booklet is laid out. We don't have, you know, some of the places already put the scores together. You know, so you know they already put like twenty three twenty, and they just they put it in a block, and then you got to bet that. Well, with us, we have each individual team scoring an amount of points, and so it, it allows you to parlay that with the other team scoring the exact amount of points. So uh, it pays a little bit more than, than some of these other places around here, too. Yeah, I kind of like that strategy, getting a little more money on it. Yeah. Have you been getting a lot of action on Eagles 37, Chiefs 34 since the uh, game script leaked a couple days ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we look, we we were talking about that today. Uh, you know, one of my one of my writers that does some some YouTube videos. He's actually a real knowledgeable kid, and he he came up to me today. He said, "Mr. Carl, did you hear about the the, the script?" And I went, "Son, what are you talking about?" You know, because <laughs> uh, look, we all and and look, let me just say this. You know, uh, I love Stevie Shrimp. He is one of the biggest conspiracy theories <laughs> persons that there's out there. You know. So this is all I can tell you. There is no, and I just, this is what I told this kid today. He works for me. I told him, I said, son, there is no way that these games. Now, look, you might have referees that are throwing games. I'm not saying that, that something strange hadn't ever happened to where games hadn't been decided by stuff like that. But all I can tell you is that, for an organization to script out how the game is being played, there's no way over the course of, you know, however long it's been since they've been playing football that that anybody could keep that quiet, especially like a disgruntled uh, uh, player that got kicked out of the league or something like that. Don't you think he would be all over the media going, oh, they, we knew what was going to happen. That, <laughs> it, it don't fly. Well, we need some new writers because I need the Steelers to start winning some games here, Carl. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe there's a giant uh, one of those lottery ball wheels that goes off in the beginning of the season, and you know if the, the helmet doesn't come up through the lottery <laughs> ball, you know something you can do. Yeah. That steel lottery ball got pretty yeah. beat up in the seventies and eighties, so it, it, you know, it's, it just it hangs down now below some of that one. That's what's going on. Well, maybe yeah. next maybe next year. Maybe the writers will be uh, in a little better mood for the the Steelers. So, oh, God. Yeah. keep keep Tua healthy. That'll be a good start. <laughs> I want to see that Browns ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Carl, do you have a favorite player? I mean, I know you have some. You you said you have some props there. Is there really one that's really standing out for you that you're really going to jump on, or like someone? Somebody that you can maybe mention that they really love and they're going to pound. Do you have Do you have any? Yeah, yeah. I'm look. I think Kelsey's going to have a huge game. Uh, Travis Kelsey. I think uh, I think he'll have a huge game. I'm gonna. I'm. I've been studying. I. Uh, I mean, actually, look. I don't. I don't study this stuff per se, but I can tell you in the last couple of days, I've actually been studying Travis Kelsey, uh, and I, I think Travis is going to have a big game. And I'm looking at. You know, so this is another thing, too. So most of these bets in this prop, these Super Bowl prop sheets, if you look at them, they're correlated, okay? They're, they're mainly all correlated. So 
So if I don't like, I'll give you an example. So let's just say that Kelsey's yardages are 78 and a half yards. Okay. Something like that. Uh, if I don't like that number, uh, his catches, I'll look at his number of catches and his catches might be seven and a half. So what I'll say is that, you know what, if they're, if they're saying that he's going to catch seven and a half balls, the chances are he's going to be over 78 and a half yards. So that, that's kind of how, like, I, I, I look at it. But I'm, I'm going to play some Kelsey props. I think he has a big game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I already took that 78 and a half over. Uh, I took Kelsey as a touch anytime touchdown uh, before it kind of yeah. jumped too, too large of a play. And I'll probably have a couple more. I, I'm in agreement. I, I, he runs his own routes. He's the the comfort blanket for a, a little beat up Mahomes. I, I think you're right on track yeah. there. Yeah, they they just can't cover him. They, they there's not a there's nobody on that Eagles defensive oh. uh, backfield that can cover him. Absolutely, I, I just don't think so. All right, boys, you guys anything? I'm good, man. That was great, great info. Matt, Jason, I'm good, man. Get Carl out of here. He uh, he's got a lot to do, a lot to prep for coming up. He's got a busy week. Yeah. yeah. All right, Carl. We obviously love having you on the show. You're welcome anytime. We'll definitely bring you on, uh, especially after the Super Bowl. We got March Madness. I mean, we're you know right back into it in the into the uh, the heart of the uh, championship. So we'll uh, we'll bring you back on. And, and again, thanks for uh, for supporting us and helping us get to where we are here today. And and uh, we'll, we'll keep keep on this journey together. Yeah, man. Look, I'm proud of you guys. You guys keep doing what you're doing. If you need anything, let me know. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Carl. Carl. Thanks, Carl. All right, man. Always love having Carl Johnson. Jick Jack Johnson for everybody. Uh, once again, he, he's a co-host of One More Podcast with Stevie Shrimp, correct? No, Stevie's not on it right now. Stevie's doing some other things right now. Bill Berman's on it. Oh, uh, Ryan Berman, Hyatt right. yep, is yep, on yep, it right now. Yep. Really, really good podcast, so uh, check those guys out. And once again, that's MGM Beau Ravage out of Biloxi, Mississippi. If you're there, go up to Carl. Just tell him the Notebook Wagering Boy sent you, and uh, he'll take care of you. <laughs> I had I had some people already text me. They're like, "Hey, how do we hang out with Carl?" <laughs> you I'm come like, with oh, us. I'd love for I'd love to get him up here and hang out and go fish and do some of that stuff. But yeah, go to the Beau Rivage. That guy will talk to you anytime. Can I tell you real quick? Just a little side note, and then we'll get back into it. Speaking of fishing, so one of our very first shows, we we kind of scripted. It was me and Smitty on the bet, betting deck, and he was like, "Why don't we have a caller?" And I think uh, our good friend Doctor Brent came on, and then we uh, we have another buddy BJ who came on. And uh, he was like, hey, call, tell BJ to call in in like five minutes. We'll take him. And, you know, hey, first time, you know, long time listener, first time caller out of Fredericksburg. <laughs> and I remember I was like, hey, you know, BJ, you're on the air with Notebook Wager and what's going on? Um, and and he's like, hey, you know, good to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. And Smitty goes, yeah, I heard the uh, the trout fishing capital of the world is Fredericksburg, Virginia. And I couldn't have had a more silent moment of not knowing what to say. <laughs> and you hear BJ on the other end like, uh, uh, yeah, we. That's just what we do down here. You didn't know that I was a big outdoorsman. Everybody did you? now, and I had no clue. I was just making something. Just so to listen, say something stupid. We'll get like Carl I'm good at doing sometimes. So we'll we'll fish with Carl Trout, the uh, the the capital right there, Fredericksburg, Virginia. For those that didn't know, we didn't know. Smitty knew, and it's gorgeous. And we, we passed the streams the are beautiful. But. Streams are beautiful up here. Little little throwback there. You just kind of brought that up. So. uh Figured I'd have to throw it out there, a little little fun at Smitty. But uh, let's uh, let's get into kind of obviously we were bouncing some plays with Carl. 
Uh, let's kind of get into what we think is going to happen. I know you guys were kind of watching uh, last week to see any line movement, which, again, there really hasn't been any. Has that changed your thought? Have you kind of leaned, um, more specifically, you guys in Pittsburgh, have you guys kind of started leaning towards one way? Are there any props that maybe weren't out last week that you guys have either put a play on or you're getting ready to pull the trigger on? Jason, go ahead. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll you know, it's in. funny because I'm, I'm kind of still waiting to see who's actually going to play for Kansas City. Uh, I think I think that's what's happened with a lot of the money, too, that hasn't come through yet. They kind of want to see what shape these receivers are in yeah. and what shape the defensive back they're like Snead is the guy. It's not like everyone's practicing, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going full go. Sure. Um, I think they want to see who's available because that's going to make a big difference on Sunday. You know, I mean, you look at the Kansas City offense, they don't have Tyreek Hill. Those receivers need to be active. You saw in Cincinnati when those guys all went out, that, that offense has crumbled to a standstill. They don't have – I mean, they have a running game, but they can't lean on it 100%. Sure. And you got Mahomes. You don't know what condition he is in. He looked pretty good. But, you know, he's still probably 85 90% at best at this point. So if he doesn't have any receivers, you know, the Eagles have too many pass rushers for him to sit back there and dump the ball off the running backs and tight ends. So that's kind of what I'm waiting on. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been this undecided on a Super Bowl at this point. It's kind of weird that, you know, Carl kind of mentioned it, that it's only one and a half. I mean, it seems like almost every Super Bowl is at least three and a half, four, up right. to seven. And we actually truly have like a pick em situation. So I'm kind of waiting for that news little tidbit that kind of goes one way or the other. This thing's been at one and a half, and Carl's telling us all this Eagles money is coming in. That thing's eventually going to go to two and a half, and that'll kind of confirm what he's telling us and that it's going on everywhere. What do you think, Matty? Uh, supposedly... Uh, everybody's saying, oh, all this Eagles money's coming in. Sure, but it's 15% of the pool right now. It's only 15% has came in of what they're expecting. So this is going to way even out. I know they're just building the hype train here. Sure. But another thing that you said is the injuries. And so one of the guys to look at is Sky Moore. So they used to have Pacheco as their kick returner, uh, explosive young kid. Well, he's now basically their starting running back. Now they have Sky Moore returning kicks. If these other guys can't play, are you going to put him back there to return kicks? And Kansas City's special teams is already a weak spot. Mm-hmm. So that's something to really look at. I, I, like, you look at it, everybody's saying how good the Philly O-line is. Kansas City's O-line is good, too. Just not as good. Both D-lines are good. Philly has the edge. Linebackers kind of tossed up. Philly better DBs. KC probably a little better skill players. So two of the things is who's the better coach? Everybody, of course, leans Andy Reid. I think Sirianni's kind of got his axe to grind and can play that up a little bit. And then the special teams, for me, it's huge. Butker's been really bad. He's 3 of 7 for over 50 yard field goals. That's no good. Elliott is 5 of 6 for over 50 yard field goals. And like I said, the kick return game is an advantage Eagles. So even field position here is going to be important, especially if we get into the under, which we brought up earlier. And it's a grind amount game because Philly's going to want to run the ball. And I think they're going to do it a lot. Yeah, I'm right with Jason on this. You know, I think in the previous years, I've been always saying like, man, I know right away the two teams I got in, I was like, I'm taking this team. And this is one that I'm just, I have a play. I have a teaser play. And that's really all I've done so far. I want to see again where it goes here over, you know, a lot of shows by Friday, Saturday, especially before kick. Let's see where it goes here with that. But Jason made a great point. There's a lot of injuries. Where are these guys going with the injuries here for Kansas City? I have to see kind of where that is also on that. But I'm playing a teaser. Let me give it out right now. I'm the teaser cane, and I do it a lot here. I'm taking Kansas City up. up I'm taking it six-point teaser, everybody. Kansas City plus seven and a half, and I'm going to take the, the 
the line, uh, the over under, I'm taking it up to 57 and I'm going to take the under because I am right with Matt in this. What do I think Philly's going to do in this game? I think Philly's going to run the ball. I think they're going to try to run the ball. Hertz has not looked very good over the last couple of weeks, throwing the ball a little bit, coming back from that injury. I think they're going to try to pound the ball. Very good defense in Philly. I've said that all year. I think Kansas City will throw the ball, but do they really have a guy that can really extend down the field? Not really. They don't have Hill anymore. You know, Kelsey, again, goes, like we said, goes out about 10 yard pivots, catches <laughs> the ball and everything like that. But where, you know, Juju's not a guy that can really stretch the field, really. He goes across. Where is that going to happen? Hey, first play of the game, take it down, tick, tick, tick. I'll be saying it a lot that game. Let's hit the under on the teaser. One of the plays, and I haven't seen it yet, and it, it may not even be out yet. I'd be curious, regardless of both, whatever team gets the ball um, to start, I think the first play, like, I would think the first play maybe somewhere in that seven and a half to eight and a half over under yards. I kind of see under for both teams because, like you said, I don't see KC having a deep shot. They're going to want to get the jittery, you know, like a four-yard slant, just kind of let's just get some positive yards first play. Let's just get that out of the way or maybe your run, design, you know, run uh, or something like that. That's kind of one to watch out. And then I've hit a couple of these. I only have eight right now <laughs> but I, listen it's a calculated eight it's a calculated and a couple it. of these i've already set out so i'll, I'll breeze through i'll take a cheese everybody he only has eight okay just relax he only has eight we'll, we'll add on listen here. my schedule allows me i have ample time to study chiefs money line i hit that last show i'm still on the mahomes over 18 and a half rush yards i know he's quote unquote banged up but as jason alluded to and we all agree it's definitely not a legit high ankle sprain he moved very well north and south last game. It was the east and west. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be honest, if you're Philly, you want to contain Mahomes. And I think that actually plays to the strength or plays to the the positivity of the ankle because he's able to extend plays. And, and typically, if you're a receiver and you can break coverage in the first three to four seconds, like you're going to be wide open. It's very hard because, because you know what you're doing. The defensive back has to be reactive. So after that three to four seconds, it, it's so hard to continue coverage. So they're going to want to contain him, which then leads into that prop. He's going to go forward to not take a sack, whether he's gaining two, three-yard dives. So I think that plays into it. Kelsey, anytime touchdown, as I touched on last week and today, opening kickoff, no return. Uh, I actually got it in at like minus 160, but it's come down to minus 135 on a Barcelona Sportsbook. I like both teams to score 20. I think it's kind of that 24-21 game. Still the underplay like Smitty likes gets me there because I don't think either offense is necessarily going to get shut down per se. Um, I think they're going to move the ball effectively in a little uh, eating of the, the, the clock being shorter gains because – the deep ball for Hertz isn't there right now. And then again, like you guys alluded to, there's no deep threat for, uh, for Kansas city. Mahomes again, he's thrown a two picks in each of his two Super Bowl appearances. So I like him to throw at least one and that's great odds. It's only minus minus one twelve on the bar stool. Here's a punter one over under. I'm going to take the under 52 and a half for the Philly punter uh, for the longest kick. His longest of the year is 53 and he only did it one time. Uh, Smith, Barstool Smitty, he's obviously a diehard Philly fan. He's been on this team for the jump. He said he's one of the worst kickers uh, or punters in the NFL. They have no faith in this guy. Uh, so I really like that at minus 139. I think you're kind of stealing money there. Um, and then I, I here's another one that kind of shocked me, and I think I'm going to jump onto it. 
Challenge flags used over under one and a half plus two fifty for used over. I mean, Andy Reid might use two in the first half himself, and Sirianni's been able to use a couple. How does two, at least one on each side in the Super Bowl, like anything questionable outside of the two minutes? How do you not throw the flag? I, I think that's stealing money if you can find it at the plus two fifty. I want to jump the in. Really, question is, will Andy Reid have any timeouts? That's the, the biggest. <laughs> well, well, listen, fair, fair point. Uh, but I, I, but he he's so jumpy on that flag. I, I mean, he, we've seen it in the playoffs. What, he burned two of them in the first half or by the third quarter? Uh, what, last week? So, I mean, he could he could cash that yourself. Hey, I want to jump in. Under- I want to jump in really you- quick and ask the Pittsburgh boys here. You know, I think you guys have been saying you think Philly's going to run the ball. I know Matt has said that. How about this Kenneth Gainwell? Um, I had it at 19 and a half. And I think if this guy gets some opportunities, I was telling Q before the show, you know, you look at last game, he had 14 attempts. Now that game was a blowout. So I understand he got some attempts in that 48 yards game against the Giants. uh, He had 12 for 112. And then the last game, uh, regular season against the Giants, he had five carries for 35 yards. What do you guys, where do you think you're going? A lot of, do you think Sanders is going to get a lot of the carries in this because uh, I saw some people, they really like the over 58 and a half, but then some people say they, they kind of like the under 13 and a half attempts. Uh, Jason, what do you have on the running back situation there in Philly? So Action Network covered this in their uh, Propapalooza, and uh, Sean Kern and Raybon basically found out that Sanders' work rate increases based on how close the game is. So um, they'll use the other backs if the lead is stretched out. Like if they're up 14, they're up. 10 and a half. That's when you see Gainwell. That's when you see Boston Scott touch the ball. But when the game's close, uh, Miles Sanders is their money guy. So basically, if you think this is going to be a close game, you want to look for those Sanders props because the, the, he's their guy whenever it's still close, um, especially when they're trailing too. Um, so that, that's interesting with that. That was one thing I was leaning toward. It. Like I'm hearing, you know, we're all kind of on board. This is going to be a close game. Um, so I would definitely lean toward the Sanders props if, if you do think that way because it seems like they, they found a strong correlation with that. Smitty, forget the running back. Just go with Hurts. Uh, he he beat his rushing attempt in a blowout win over San Francisco. This is going to be close. This is his game. He's going to go over probably his rushing attempts, even though he's hurt. I mean, this dude's going to put it all out there. We all see he does some great interviews. And his over yards, I've already bet, over 49 and a half. I really like. I mean, he, he typically averages about 60. So Matt, what's his attempts? I didn't see yet, Q. It was uh it was eleven and a half or ten and a half last game and he went over that. Jason, I see I, I real quick. 10 and a half. Oh, you saw ten and, and a half. Those places, well, yeah, if yeah. You, if he's down at the one or two yard line, he's getting probably two to three right there in one series, if not all four. Yeah. So you could bang that out essentially half the bed in, in one drive. I know one with so Jason's right. It, Jason's right though. It is the Miles Sanders show if it's a close game. The other guys just get a lot of run. Uh, and recently, because the games haven't been that tight, so right. everybody's on. Gainwell's the hot name right now, so I'm actually going to stay away from that. Yeah, what I was looking at Hertz was um, completions. I I saw it at 21 and a half. If that has not changed, and looking at it, for he's four and one on the under in the last five on that. Just didn't. I, I kind of like the under in that. I don't think he's going to have over 21 and a half um, completions in this game. What's your thought on that? I think the biggest thing is, is like how close is this game? Um, because I think the running game like for Philly does basically comes out of them being ahead. 
I mean, they like to pass the score points and they like to run the run at the clock. So um, that, the completions could definitely be uh, shaky if this is a close game because they're just going to keep airing it out against that Kansas City defense too, which is um, not bad against the pass. But I mean, it's it's still. I mean, they're going to be focused on the run. So yeah. there's going to be some guys that want one matchups on man coverage. They're not afraid to do that. And you've got basically rookie corners out there against Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. So I think there's going to be some opportunities there. But uh, that, I think that's where it goes. Basically, if, if if this game gets away from Kansas City, then that they're definitely going to go under there. But if it's close, I think you will continue to see Philly uh, throwing the football. Now you that's know, I want to. That's I wanna, com- yeah. Go ahead, man. Something out there real quick. So. Off air, I caught what you guys were talking about, and a name to keep an eye on is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who gets active. Yeah, because because Hardman went to the IR, IL, yeah. whatever yeah. it is now. So, if you put an anytime touchdown on him, it's like plus six hundred. If you really want to get fun and put first touchdown, I believe it was like plus three thousand. Wow! And then another one, lay, lay both. Look, but well, yeah, I mean it's it's just fun money. Who cares? It's yeah. just money. But uh, then the other one, um, Devonta Smith, I think Jason just touched on. If Sneed plays, which uh, I'm going to say 99.9% he does and yeah. gets cleared in protocol, it's been two, two and a half weeks, whatever it is. Um, Devonta Smith is probably going to draw the other rookie uh, corner. So I like Smith to actually have a better game than A.J. Brown again because they've really seemed to take A.J. Brown away in the playoffs. So they think, may have found yeah. something on film well i think hurts arm has also taken uh aj brown away and and i think smith has the speed to really kind of get under some of those balls that are maybe misthrown uh ahead of him and not to say aj brown's slow by any means but he's getting the better coverage which is kind of delay you know slowing him down per se because he's you know tighter coverage things like that but I'm kind of on the under with him because of hurts arm like we've alluded to jason and i you know at nauseam over the last few weeks um He's not a great thrower, at least to, to me. He hasn't impressed me. Now, he could come out and hit 30 completions and, and shut us up real quick. But the Edwards Hilaire thing, I really like that. And I told Smitty, I said, watch out, man. They catch a good drive. First off, he's obviously their number one running back when he plays. He's very elusive. He can catch the ball. He's got great hands. And he is that guy, man, if they're in, in that within five yards of the, the end zone, Watch out for that little inside shovel pass to Edwards Hilaire, and it's right there, and he's he's getting a touchdown. So that plays perfectly, and and, and he's not. I would imagine that's gonna he's gonna play maybe a little protected, especially early on to kind of see one where the game's trending, two what's his workload gonna be coming off the uh, the IR after several weeks missed, and and within that five yard, I mean you're putting your best players out there, and he is the best running back at least on staff. So. To, to play him in a touchdown spot like that, I would imagine he's going to be on the field for at least two, maybe three of those plays, and, and he's going to be a, a huge option inside for that. I think one more I'm looking at, Dallas Goddard, the tight end. If you really look, I saw it. It was at uh, receptions four and a half. The last three with Hertz, he's had five catches, five and six. The two games previous with Menchu in there, he only had three, but he's three and zero oh with Hertz. Hertz likes to throw the ball to him. I saw... I think his over yards was 48 and a half. I think that's an okay play also, but I like over receptions four and a half for Dallas Goddard, the tight end. Hugh, you want another fun one too? I do. There was a, there was a, 
I actually think I'm going to bet this as well. You've only got eight at this point. Come on. Uh, well, that's all I got right now. As well. <laughs> no, I think I'm up to nine. I think I think you sold me on the Edwards Hilaire. I mean, I I was talking to Smitty about it, so I think that's number nine. Everybody, we have a lot of homework, man. We got to catch up with these props with Q. Let's tell tell my wife tonight. I'm only playing two pits. <laughs> well, I got eight, and uh, my significant other doesn't care, so <laughs> she'll probably piggyback as well. But here's okay, the one yeah. I saw. Take uh, total of the jersey numbers I saw that over over 161 so if Kelsey scores and Goddard scores you already go over yeah well you can even take the under though because now granted if you think they're going to score it it kills a bet but if you look at the receivers they're all low numbers I mean AJ Brown's low uh, Devontae Smith's low Valdez Scantling's low Juju's low like you could you could easily take it that way as well that shows what they're banking on, though. It shows that they're saying they have to fix in that these uh, tight ends are going to play a huge role. Now, let me ask you this: So, what if? And, and I don't know this answer. What if Kelsey catches two? And does only it, that's only one. So, so his number only counts for one. Okay, all yeah. right. It, it's a, it's the combined number of all of the people who have caught a touchdown pass. They, they uh, clarified it on a couple of the sites because people were thinking that too. Because that's easy, right? Kelsey gets two. Yeah, you're in the green. Absolutely. But, uh, now he only counts once. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Well, hey, listen. I'm gonna have more by Sunday, <laughs> but they're calculated. I, I think I've got good reasoning behind them. At well, least. Oh, absolutely. At least Wednesday absolutely. night. Good. Good. good <laughs> and when it goes when it goes night. one and nine or something, I'm gonna be like, I don't know what I was reading. <laughs> Am I the only person who didn't know what an octopus was? I didn't know what an origami was either. I kind of had to research that. Oh, the scoregami? Or I, I, I'm sorry. That yeah. 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 No, what is an... I don't know. I still don't know what an octopus is. It's basically when you score the touchdown and you get the two-point following it. So it's eight points. That's called an octopus somewhere. I, I've never heard of that term ever in my life. I saw it offered as a prop, and I was kind of like, is this like the Detroit Red Wings? Like, someone's going to throw one out on the field? <laughs> so is that a team bet or like an... Is that an individualized player bet or is that a team bet? No, it's, it's um. I think it's prop. The basic color is any touchdown. Basically, that anybody who scores a touchdown can always get the following two point too. So you could basically it's in play for every touchdown. Uh, okay. Like will anyone get one? Yeah, but you don't have to have like Kelsey catch the touchdown and then Kelsey catch the two point. Correct. Yeah. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So That's it's it. so it's it player individualized to win that bet. Yeah. Okay. All right. It would be Kelsey. Like you, you can just pick will anyone get one. Okay. All right. I'm Jason, tracking. Jason, you should probably look for a player prop if. If they're going to throw not an octopus on the field, but will sexually be thrown on the field with this Philly crowd. This game's not in Buffalo. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, if it was whiskey bottles or uh, weapons, I would take the Philly one. That, that, that'd be like minus 150 easy. I think you also have to look. Does, does a Philly fan dress like Santa? There's always a Santa at a Philly game. <laughs> I mean, why, where's Waldo? Where's Santa? All right. I don't know. Have you heard any reports? What's the crowd like out there? I got to imagine that it's just a ton of Eagles fans. I got to imagine the KC fans are coming a little later. Uh, because I would imagine. Closer. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Philly, it seems like they kind of want to stay on the streets of Philly, too, though. I mean, they're they're probably that's one of the just, hardest partying teams when they win. That's just the under 30 crowd, Q. That, well, that can't right, afford Fair it. enough. I <laughs> can't afford it. <laughs> fair enough. That's true. All right, boys. Well, that's all I got for the Super Bowl. We'll wrap it up and then kind of, I know there's a massive, we got waste management there at TPC Scottsdale. 
I'm sure you guys want to hey, talk let's, about that. Let's dive real quick. We got like two, three minutes here. Maddie, I went not a great week. Uh, Should have stayed off that last golf tournament. Um, well, first Russ- off, that was screwed up. That that's they don't score individually. Well, we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know. I, I, I mean, didn't hey, know. you won. I, Congratulations. I, well, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like Aaron Rodgers. What he did was he? I think Jason said sandbag, and I heard that on a couple shows. But or was he the smartest man in the room? Aaron Rodgers, way to get me a victory and a friendly competition between the guys from <laughs> Notebook Wagering. Kevin Kisner, thanks for people follow golf though don't know what a slope rating is that helps you actually adjust your handicap sure. between yeah. courses. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of amused by that, but I will call him a sandbagger too. <laughs> honest, but, yeah. I, I think he's a sandbagger. But hey, thank Kevin Kisner. Shout out for just blowing my team up in day one. <laughs> yeah, it was that was a hard one. You know, I gave out Tom Hoagie. He won it last year. Did not didn't play great. I mean, I think he shot like a minus two before. Um, my best one was, oh, man, I just lost his name. Um, Damon um, was my best bet, top 10. Played really bad the first game and, or first day, and then he came back, played okay, and then just kind of went down. Russell Knox was the one I had top 20, really close. I think he got up to about uh, tied for 16th, and then he just couldn't do anything the last day. So um, I have some quick thoughts. I'm going to dive a little bit more when we get um, when I get home tonight, and I'll post it out. Maddie, where are you going here uh, for the greatest show on grass, they call it? This week, well, I mean, this is a star-studded field. This is as good as it gets. This is basically turning into the funnest major now. It's kind of taken over for the TPC down at Sawgrass, in my opinion. So there's a lot of big names that you're going to have to have to play. Uh, I'm going to stay away from John Rahm, though, again. Uh, it's just so hard to continually do what he's done, and the pressure's going to mount. And, I, I, again, I hate to say it, but I'm going to play a guy who always makes my don't play list. <laughs> and somehow it all seems like one of these jerks comes in here. And this week, that that jerk is Tony Finau. So yeah. I like him. I think he's 16 to 1 or 14 to 1. I'm also big. I'm going to drop a little fun money on Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Ryan Harmon, JT Poston, Smitty's guy, uh, Knox. And then here's a long shot. Grayson Sig. S I G G to finish top 20 huge number. I think he's, uh, Oh, 12,000 to one to actually win something like that. Yeah. Just uh, astronomical, astronomical numbers, but just drop a little five bucks on him. See what happens. You can get him top 20, I believe for like plus 500 maybe. So that's what I'm going to roll with this week. Would you, would you consider Homa in that John Rom category? He's been so hot. I mean, he wins a tournament, uh, then he goes to the I, local club and wins a $400 skins match. I do think Homa will be right there this week. Yeah, uh, a I lot mean, of... going to be there, too. Maybe but, a top 10, top 5. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, have talked, like about, uh, talked about him. I know Rom too. Like, Maddie, I think, made a great point here. You know, you got Rory in this, too. I think it's tough to go with those two guys. You can get really good golfers in this for really great odds to win this, or maybe look at top five, top 10 in this. Um, Rom, I, I think I saw he's done no worse than um, tied for 16th in this. Uh, I like the JT Poston. I had him down, um, Matt. I think a nice call, nice call there. A uh, couple names I jotted down. Uh, Kim, Brandon Steele, Keith Mitchell, and Alex Norn is one that I might keep an eye on, maybe a top 20. Last year, he shot a minus 14. He was tied six for this uh, tournament. So Alex Norn is one I like to play sometimes. I'll tell you, boy, I'm, I'm going to try to make the waste management next year. I've got a semi-sort of connection, maybe. A buddy of mine um, is dating a girl who actually works for TCP or TPC, 
uh, in the PGA. So she has access to the waste management. And I, I know he's going for a fact next year. So I'm going to try to fit in his suitcase and maybe goes as uh plus one. Um, you, you can lock that up, lock that up quick though, because listen yeah. to this though. If you, if you plan correctly, you can go to the TPC or, or the waste management say on Saturday, zip up to Vegas for the Super Bowl. It's being held there Sunday. I mean, uh, are you paying for the Super Bowl ticket? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Wild Style to, uh, to pay for that trip. They'll send us out. No book yeah. wagering. Wild Style Network's going to send us to the Waste Management and then road up, road drive up to uh, the Super Bowl in Vegas. But now, last li- last thing real quick before. I, Maddie, I do like the Finau and Morikawa. I think those are two really good uh, plays. Uh, and I was looking at Morikawa myself for maybe to win this thing. So nice calls again. Hopefully, Thanks, hopefully, buddy. let's see where the weekend goes. Yeah. Well, you guys keep killing in the golf. I'm, I mean, obviously, I know golf. I play recreationally. I'm going to still continue to learn it. Uh, if I had to play, and, and I might even look at the home up top ten, just because I'm comfortable. I know his game. I've watched him uh, pretty intently. So, if I had to give a play, I'll just give you the top ten, whatever that is. That's mine, Jason. You just got to throw one out now. We can't, you can't be the odd man out. It's the weekend for fun props, right? So I'm gonna throw a couple on the uh, holes and ones on the, the various rounds here because obviously everyone's trying to get a hole in one on 16. But yeah. uh, I think 12 is also a pretty easy hole in one hole. I think I, I made money on that last year. So uh, I'm also disappointed in the props uh, for this event. I wanted to see like shirt off. I wanted to see other things go on. Like God knows what goes on there. <laughs> Dude, they'll definitely have you because they need emergency personnel there like every single day because it's a. When I'm off the clock, I'm off the clock. Somebody call 911 because I'm probably in on the fun. You know, I will say this about 16, and it kind of, I I love it, but it agitates me too. Like all that beer that gets wasted on a hole in one. Like I just see it go up in the air, and I'm like, that's drinkable, fellas. And and I'll tell you, you listen to (laughs) a lot of of these shows. That's one thing some people are how they're handicapping us is like, is a guy really, is he going to get caught up and really enjoy the atmosphere? Or some of these guys will be just like, man, this is, I think your I old like heads are distasteful of it. Dumb and everything like that. So some people said that's playing in their handicap a little bit. 23 of the 24 top guys are there. They know what they're getting into. Oh, they're absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they want, they want that. They want the best. They oh, want yeah. the craziness. Yes, they do. Well, I love it. That's all I got, boys. You guys got anything else? No, good luck, everybody. No, Hopefully, for me on this end. Win some money. Actually, what? wait a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go bird. That's disgusting. That's getting edited what? out. What? Scott, oh, cut that out. <laughs> cut that Scott's out. Scott's already working on that. <laughs> go bird. Hey. It, it, oh, all right, whatever, Matt. Well, we're going to a three-man show next week, so that'll be fun. <laughs> all right, boys, we'll see you next week. All of our plays will be posted throughout the next few days on our uh, respective Twitters. You can get the show, I believe, wildstyle, getwild.com on demand it'll be on youtube and uh is that correct jeff wildstylenetwork.com is probably the easiest okay wildstylenetwork.com they're going to be on youtube wildstyle radio i believe is still the the, the youtube uh page and then uh we're going to post it on our twitter coming soon notebookwagering.com right that's it we'll have it next week the easiest way to get we will we'll have notebookwagering.com next week so we're getting up in Perfect. this world smitty oh so all right boys we'll uh we'll we'll stay in touch we'll Stay on our Twitter for the fans. And uh, like we always say, we're banging bookies this week. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.